Good evening. It's good to be back in the Lord's house and good to be back here to worship with you again and to share a portion of God's word with you. I appreciate Brother Kevin giving me this opportunity once again. Uh, hopefully y'all not getting too tired of me, but uh, we, we appreciate him letting us come and share what, uh, what God's got on our heart. Uh, you'll find the, the scripture in Isaiah chapter number 40, Isaiah chapter number 40, and we'll begin reading with verse number 25 and we'll read the remainder of that chapter, beginning reading in verse 25 of Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, beginning with verse 25, and God's word says this, To whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint." Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for another opportunity to read and share a portion of it here tonight. I pray you help it to find lodging in our hearts. Lord, help us to be sensitive and obedient to your leadership. I ask for clarity of thought and speech as I try to communicate clearly what you've laid up on my heart tonight. Lord, I pray that your will and your way be accomplished in, in every word that's spoken tonight. And Lord, we just thank you again for your word. We thank you for the promise of your word. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us tonight that we would be not just hearers of your word, but God, help us to be doers, to apply it to our lives, to be better servants for you in the days ahead than we've been in days past. Lord, may we be found faithful doing the work you left us here to do when you return back for us. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do for us, for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God's word tells us here in these verses, when we start in verse number 25, he says, to whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? He's basically saying in, in layman speaking terms here that who else is like me? Who can you compare me to? There is no one else like him. There is no one, there is no one on this, in this world that can claim to be a little bit all-powerful. You're either all-powerful or you're not. And so God, He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is everywhere present. And so there is none like Him. And so we can depend on Him because He strengthens us, He sustains us, and He secures us throughout our days. And so sometimes the hard part in this life is something I want to talk about tonight that we find in our verses here. Sometimes the hard part is the waiting when you think about it, waiting is it's always hard, no matter what it is. Think about maybe waiting in line. You know, you get impatient. Waiting on test results. 
um, waiting on an event to start or waiting on someone. Uh, maybe you're sitting in your vehicle and you're waiting on your wife to come out of Walmart. No, I'm sure nobody else does that. <laughs> but the waiting, I mean, the, the waiting sometimes is hard, right? And so when you think about waiting, uh, some people nowadays, it's, it's so hard to wait because it does some things to us. It challenges our patience, first of all. But, you know, waiting can even challenge our faith at times if we're not careful. And it might even challenge our willingness to submit to God's authority and leadership because we don't like waiting. You know, I have found myself in a time of waiting. My wife and I, we we are in a waiting period right now. We're waiting to see what's next in our ministry step. Uh, I knew when God put it on my heart to leave Union West on uh, last Sunday there was August 21st. I I had peace about it. Nobody really understood it, uh, why I was leaving. And I assured them there was not anything that was done or said. It was just God put it on my heart and I had to go. But then since then, we've been saying, okay, Lord, we we left. Now what? (laughs) We've been waiting. We've been waiting for the Lord to show us that next step. And sometimes waiting can be hard. But I learned a long time ago that there's times when God just makes us trust Him and we know that we can trust Him. When we don't understand the plan, I've said this before, we don't understand the plan, we can still trust the planner and we can give our lives completely over to Him. But this of waiting, I, I want to talk about that a little bit tonight because when we think about waiting... Trusting God, depending on His strength, and waiting for an answer. You know, waiting is, is a challenging thing. I've talked about that already, but, but just think about times in your life where you've had to wait for something. I can remember times where you're having to wait on a test result, and you can get a bit anxious over that, right? And what about some times where maybe you're, you're waiting, and, and, you know, this is not a, the day in which we live is not a, it's not common to wait on anything. I mean, there's people get impatient waiting on their microwave meal to cook. I mean, we just, you know, we get impatient. We don't have a lot of patience today, and we don't want to wait. We, we'll pull up to a restaurant. If it looks like it's going to be a 20, 30-minute wait, we'll say, I'll just go somewhere else. I don't want to wait. Waiting is hard, but waiting can be rewarding, and that's what I want to look at tonight. See, there are some things that God can do for us while we wait. And I've learned this over these past couple of months that God has been doing some things in my life while I'm waiting. And and these are things that was needful for me. And and I don't know, maybe this message is not for anybody else here, but but God sure used it to touch my heart. And so maybe it will touch yours as well. But one of the things that God can do for us is He can renew our strength. You see, there are some things in life that we're forced to, to wait on, even though we're in a want-it-right-now mentality in our, in our day, there are some things that we have to wait on. And sometimes it almost makes us mad to have to wait. But when we do slow down and we do wait, especially spiritually speaking, it gives us time for renewal. You know, I, I've spent so much time, and, and not that I haven't, But I would spend time when I was pastoring and and every Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night, I wanted to have the word that God had for me to give my people. 
And so I would spend time studying to preach, if that makes any sense. I was studying because I had to have a message ready for the next, the next service. And I would study and I would pray and I would seek God's will and I would study to preach. But now, not that I've not been busy preaching. I've been preaching pretty steady since I resigned. But, but now I can actually study just to learn and to grow. Because I'm not required to every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I'm not scheduled somewhere every service. And so I do have some time that I can just study for my growth. I can just study for some help. And and I've learned through this that God has given me some renewal there. He's renewing my strength. And and I was tired. I didn't realize how tired I was. (laughs) And, And God has taken this opportunity to give some renewal there. And whenever we think about that, it, whenever He renews our strength and He gives us that renewal, you know what it'll do? It'll give you more opportunities to look for ways to witness to people, to testify of His goodness, to testify of His mercy and His grace and His love, and, and to testify that how He's kept His hand on us through it all. And when we think about the, the next step, that we're to take in faith. We can just trust God with it because we've got a renewal. There's a renewal about us. We've re-energized, if you will. Um, I, I didn't, again, I, I didn't realize that I had gotten tired, that I had gotten weary maybe. But here in the last few months, the last couple of months, as I've been going around and preaching in different places, it's like God has just gave me a renewal and I've refreshed. And, and whatever the next step is, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do because He's renewed my strength. He's, he's helped me to, to want to get back in there, to have that zeal again. I've mentioned before when I've preached here that I was almost feeling like I was stuck in a rut for a while. But now God has got me re-energized and I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever it is that, that whatever door God opens for us, I'm ready to walk through that and do what God wants us to do. So we need to slow down in our Bible study and prayer time. Um, I, I went over to Poovil Baptist Church where I was saved and baptized as a nine-year-old boy. and My mom and dad go to church there still and so... I was over there visiting with them, and my dad, he's getting over the flu, and he's, he's, you know, he's still got a little lingering cough, and, and sometimes his voice wants to cut out on him. So he said, he said, tell you what, he said, if, if you're not preaching anywhere and you're going to get to be there Sunday, would you teach my Sunday school class, the, the Sunday school class at church? I said, sure, be glad to. And, uh, man, I prepared, and I studied, and I was ready to get up there and teach that lesson. I ended up preaching the lesson. But uh, but anyway, they got the lesson, but it, you know, uh, Brother Larry then come up to me, and he's pastor there, Brother Larry Harrison. He said, well, he said, my plans kind of got changed and, and kind of messed up a little bit. He said, he said I was prepared. I was going to teach your dad's lesson. I was going to let you preach. He said, so I'll just go ahead and preach today, but would you preach tonight? And so I said, sure. And so I went back, and I preached that night. But he said, I don't want you to get out of practice. <laughs> He said, I want you to stay in practice. And I said, okay. And so, but, but what I'm saying is this. If we spend some time in study, 
and we spend some time in prayer, we'll find that renewing effect takes place in our life. And then when we feel like we were tired and we feel like we'd been running and running, and, and I'll tell you, when you begin to slow down and take some time just to get in God's Word and let His Word get in you, it'll do some renewing and do some refreshing in your life. And God is able to do that while we're waiting, while we're waiting on Him. Because, you see, we don't just stop while we're waiting. We don't just go and sit down and say, well, I'm just going to sit right here, God, until you show me the next thing. No, we keep working while we're waiting. But God gives us that renewal. He can renew our strength. And then another thing that he can do is he can raise us up. He can raise us above. I'll say it that way. I think about the comparison that he gave right here in verse 31. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now, I've been fortunate enough for a time or two in my life to actually see a a large bald eagle soaring through the air. One of those times, we'd went up and stayed up at at Pickwick. And uh, we was there, and and we'd taken a little boat tour out there in the summer. And uh, the, the guy that was on that boat, he said, there's an eagle's nest just right around this bend. He said, now sometimes that eagle is up there, and you might be able to see that eagle. But as we came around that bend, we did see the eagle, but it was in flight. And it was coming in to its nest. And so we got to see with those large wingspan as it just looked like it was just graciously floating through the air, and it come down to its nest. And I began to think about what I've learned about eagles. And, and it is that when a storm is coming up upon them, the, they let the wind carry them up and they rise above the storm. You see, we all face some storms in our life. But spiritually, God can raise us above this world's standards. He can raise us above this sin culture of our society. He can raise us above the problems that are in our life. God's Word said He can make us set in heavenly places. He can help us to rise above those challenges and rise above those things. He can raise us up whenever we wait on Him. You see, I think sometimes we, we want to jump ahead of God. We want to jump ahead and try to make things happen. I don't know if anybody else has done that or not, but I've done that before. <laughs> I, I, there was a direction that I thought I was supposed to go, and instead of waiting on God to make sure that door was open, I just head long in there I went. And then I realized pretty quick I'd done messed up. I'd stepped ahead of God instead of waiting on Him. And so I've learned to wait on God and let Him put me where He wants me. Let Him help us to raise up to where He wants us to be. So he can renew our strength. He can raise us up. But then also he can help us to run to the task. When you think about what he says in this next part. He says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Run. Now the idea of running shows effort and enthusiasm. And not being weary It indicates an an ongoing enthusiasm, a lasting enthusiasm. You ever, I'm careful how I say this because a lot of people can identify with this, but I've seen people get real eager to run when they first get saved. 
And I mean, I can remember this one young man that got saved one time, and, and uh, we, we gave him a little book, um, and uh, it's about, Ed, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, Ralph Burns, uh, Basic Bible Truths. We gave him that little book, and we said, take this book and use your Bible, and, and take, you know, take some time to go through this and to, and to fill out the, the book, the questions that's got a, a blanks that you look at the Scripture reference and you fill in the blank and it's helping you get in your Bible and learn some basic Bible truths that's going to help you in your growth. We gave that to him, I believe, on a Sunday night. He came back to church Wednesday night. He said, all right, I've got this done. Now what? He had already completed the whole book. He was, had a zeal about him. He was wanting to do something. He was wanting to learn. He's wanting to figure out what was next. What am I supposed to do now? I've seen people like that. I've seen people get excited. And when they get saved by God's grace, and they want to see other people saved, and they get excited, and they get, and they get involved in the work. And then all of a sudden, they get to where they lose the enthusiasm. And then you begin to look around on Sunday or Sunday night and Wednesday night, and you don't see them. And you wonder, well, what happened to them? And you make a phone call. Well, I, I, just got, I just got busy with this and that. But God's Word tells us in Galatians 6, verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't get weary in doing well. That's something that I've had to remind myself of sometimes. We definitely need more enthusiasm and more in, uh, involvement in doing things for God. We need to get enthusiastic again. Some folks get enthusiastic for a little while, but it doesn't last. It begins to fade, and they start out on fire for God and want to do all kinds of things, and then the next thing you know, they're, they're, they're out in the world again. But we must not lose faithfulness. We must not start slacking on our commitment to Christ. I have to remind myself all the time. Lord, he didn't, he didn't get slack carrying that cross up Calvary's hill for me. I don't need to get slack carrying the cross he's given me. And so we begin to think about some people are just get to the point where they start out on fire for God, but then they just go through the motions and they do the things that they need to do more out of an obligation rather than a motivation you know you you find yourself sometimes even on your job doing that you'll get up and you'll go to work because you're obligated to do so i mean they expect you to come they i was joking with somebody in the cafeteria the other day and they said how's it going i said well it's going all right i said but they got the word they expect me to work every time i come up here You know, and sometimes we get there and we think, well, I'm kind of obligated to go and I got bills I got to pay and so I need to show up, I need to do this. And then we get to looking sometimes at our church attendance the same way. Well, I, I need to go, I'm, I'm obligated to be there. But folks, I want to encourage you to do this. Let your motivation not be obligation, but rather let it be God's love, His mercy, His grace. Because I'm telling you, God has been merciful and gracious to every one of us. And God has demonstrated His love toward us in a way that nobody else can. 
And so let that be your motivation to, to not quit, to keep running, to keep running. There's folks that's going through the motion today rather than being motivated. But when we wait on the Lord and we get in His Word, we remember His goodness. We remember His salvation. We remember His mercy. We remember His grace. We remember His love and we remember His Lordship in our life. See, that's what happens when we wait. That's what happens when we wait on Him. We remember He's the one in control. He's the one in charge. He's the one that will open up the right doors for us. He's the one that will put us where He wants us. He's the one that will give us the right opportunities. He is still Lord. And I got news for you. It don't matter who's in the White House. And it don't matter who's in Congress. He's still Lord. Now I will say this. If we ever want to see the blessings of God real and true on America again, we're going to have to make some changes up there. But the thing about it is he's still Lord and he's still over all. He's still sovereign. He's still in control. But when we get enthusiastic again and we get ready to run to the task at hand, we can do that when God, when we wait on Him and He restores us and renews us. We can keep running. Now, tell by looking at me, I'm not much of a runner. But I want to run to the task that God's got for me. I don't want to lag behind. I don't want to get behind Him. I don't want to run ahead of Him. But I'd love to stay right in step with where God wants me. And I want to run to the task. I want to, I want to get where God wants me to be. And I want to get, continue to be enthusiastic about God's work. Because it is important. It's eternal value. What we do for Him. And so, also what He gives us is a resolve to finish. Notice what He says in the conclusion of that verse. He said, and they shall walk and not faint. You know what that tells us? To not faint means to finish the course, to not quit. To not quit. Don't give up. I'm going to tell you, in this day in which we live, it may be difficult to stand up and walk for God in this day, but we've got to keep going. We've got to keep pressing toward the mark. You know, sadly, I was talking with someone just this week. Sadly, it seems that, I've mentioned this before, but COVID gave a lot of people an excuse to quit. And I'm not trying to downplay it. We we lost people that was near and dear because of COVID. I'm not trying to downplay it at all. But some people use it as an excuse to quit. They they quit. They quit going to church. They quit trying to serve. They quit. They just quit. This is not a time to quit, folks. We're nearing the finish line. It's not time to quit running. It's not time to quit walking. It's not time to stop. It's time to press toward the mark. It's time to stretch out there reaching for that finish line. I was watching a race one time, and you could tell this guy, he was getting tired, but he was stride for stride with the guy beside him. And when he was getting real close to that finish line, instead of running those last two steps, he leaped and dove for that finish line. We're there. 
We're at the time where it's time for us to continue running. Don't quit yet. Don't give up just yet. It's not time to quit. It's time to keep standing on the truth of God's Word. It's time to keep walking for Him. It's time to keep going. It's not time to quit. I can remember, Brother Troy might remember, I, I remember one time we was in the Bible Institute and, and they had Dr. Ed McAbee come and speak to us. And I was a young preacher then and Man, I was encouraged by this then. He was 70s, probably years old then or older, 70-something in his 70s and still pastoring. He was still active. And I mean, I never will forget that night he came and spoke and he, and he preached on that text, I pressed toward the mark. And I remember this 70-something-year-old man started right over here on this side up against the wall. And I remember that night just as plain as day. He took off and he started running. And he said, when I can't run, he said, I'm just going to walk. And he walked about halfway across. He said, and when I can't walk, I'm going to crawl. And he got down on his hands and knees and he began to crawl. And everybody in there was standing up like we was trying to help him get across that finish line. I remember it well. But he said, one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to quit. Not going to quit. Folks, I'm telling you, this is not a time to look for a getting off spot. It's a time to look for a going on spot and just keep going. It's time that we keep having a resolve in our heart that we're going to finish. Many times we get spiritually motivated on Sunday morning, but we don't get motivated for Sunday night or Wednesday night or any other time to go out and witness and testify of God's goodness in our life. We we don't get motivated to tell somebody about Jesus. We don't need to get motivated just one time a week. We need to get motivated every day. In our routines of work, of school, of parenting, of home life, friendship, hobbies, and even church, it's crucial for us to keep walking the walk. Because you see, there are those coming on behind us that are depending on us to keep walking. I'm thankful for those who blazed the trail ahead of me. They never quit. They kept walking. They never stopped. They kept on going. They kept walking. They kept preaching. They kept teaching. They kept telling the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are those coming on behind us, and they're depending on us to keep walking. They're depending on us to stay faithful. They're depending on us to continue to blaze that trail before them, They're depending on us. It's not time to quit. It's not time to quit. My encouragement to us tonight, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't drop out. Get back in your Bible. Get back into prayer. Wait on God to renew you, to raise you up, to help you to run to the task at hand and give you the resolve to finish the course. That's our challenge tonight. He talked to them and he said, Why are you saying that judgment is past? Verse 28, he said, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He's not quit. He hadn't fallen asleep on the job. 
When you look around, you see all that's going on today and you get discouraged, just remember one thing. He's still in charge. He's still Lord. He's still all-powerful. He hasn't lost one bit of his ability. He still knows everything. And he's still everywhere present. He hasn't lost a thing. And all those who have been commended into his hands, they're still in his hands. You see, it's not time to quit. Let the Lord give you a resolve to finish well. And let's finish well what God has put before us. The course that He's laid out for us, let's finish well. I'll give you tonight what God has put on my heart. If the Lord has touched your heart, you'll be obedient to Him. If not, don't feel pressure by me to do a thing. We'll do a verse of, of invitation. If someone feels led to come, you come. If not... Don't feel pressured by me to do a thing, but right now is your time as we stand together.